Welcome to Beyond Meditation Podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Jazzy. We started this podcast to share new ways to quiet the mind, get in touch with who you really are, and find alignment with purpose. We are here to empower you with our stories, tools, and knowledge. So grab some tea, bring your journal, and let's go go beyond beyond meditation. meditation. Welcome back, everyone. We are so excited for today's episode. Anna's going to share a little bit about hypnosis and what she's learned so far, and I'm really excited to learn more about the topic as well. Uh, please do not forget to leave us a review. Uh, you don't actually have to review the podcast. Uh, you can just tell us what day of the week you were born. Uh, this will help us actually get more listeners just by leaving uh, uh, one word or two, a couple of sentences around the day of the week that you were born. All right, let's dive right into it. So in our first episode uh, this year, Anna, you talked a little bit about what uh, got you into hypnosis. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more or remind us of why you decided to be trained in hypnosis? Yeah, absolutely. I always talk about how I read Michael Newton's um, book, but I'm actually remembering back in the very first book, about spirituality that I read was I picked up Dolores Canton's book between death and life. And I remember sitting on Hermosa beach in 2020 and just being like, Whoa, Whoa. Like I knew about the concept because of my father-in-law and Alex, my husband, and just for whatever reason, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. But when I read her writings and, you know, all the different cases of people, talking about, um, you know, what happens after we die, what, what people have experienced, you know, in that area between lives. And, you know, it just really resonated with me how similar they were. So it was, I love, I love data and I love spirituality. So it was like a really nice way for those two to meet and mesh and make sense in my head where I was like, oh my gosh, why doesn't everyone believe this? This is just, this makes sense. Right. And, um, you know, I just proceeded to read a ton of books by other hypnotists. I'm pretty sure I've read all of Brian Weiss's books. I've read, you know, Michael Newton's books. And um, as 2020 just started to unfold, I just felt like there was definitely a career change that had been coming for a long time um, for me. And um, I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of meditations on, you know, what is my purpose? What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And a lot of the answer I kept getting back was, you know, you just do whatever you want to do, girl, you know, whatever feels good to you. You don't have to listen to us. You don't have to listen to anybody else, you know, figure that out what feels good to you. And so after reading, you know, mindset books and spirituality books and all this stuff, uh, I was like, well, I've always been passionate about hypnosis. I've always been passionate about this stuff. This is where it all started. So why not go back to the beginning and back to what really resonated with me and everything I've learned in my course and um, has just validated that and all of my experience so far with my clients, with my case studies has just also validated that. And, um, you know, it's just that's kind of what led me, what led me to, uh, studying hypnosis. 
That's amazing. Uh, in the first episode, you had mentioned that you have already kind of integrated both Reiki and hypnosis. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you? For me, um, it was a really nice blending of two worlds. I I have felt before I took hypnosis, like, I feel like I should be saying something during Reiki. I don't know. There was just like, but I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, I I don't want to interrupt or I don't want to, you know, mess with the flow or whatever. But for me, I, I feel very empowered when I use my voice and my throat chakra. I think there's a lot of magic in that for me. Um, A lot, you know, a lot of power that, I have felt as far as like when I'm, you know, protecting myself or, you know, whatever it may be, manifestation, affirmations, uh, a lot of healing through that. And so uh, really tapping into, you know, already being attuned to Reiki and then bringing that piece into it um, just amplifies it. That's kind of what it feels like to me. It's just amplified, you know, Um, it's like, it's a good song, but now it's just times 10, right? You can feel the vibrations even more. And it's like, oh, well, this was cool. And it was also validating to have um, those who I've done it with so far be like, wow, that was even on a whole other level. Because a lot of it is what I'm doing is in those moments, you know, helping somebody kind of get out of their physical body, get out of their head, stop the flow of thoughts, be open to healing, be open to, you know, whatever their, their intention is their goal. And it's great to hear that. Like, Oh, wow. My thoughts actually stopped. And, you know, and like, yeah, isn't that great? (laughs) And I have like the world's busiest mind. Like my, my, like literally Alex is like, I don't know how your mind is always going. It's like, it's like has 12 tabs open at all times. Um, But it's nice. (laughs) To be able to, to do that and, and to give that to, to somebody else and to really, um, like be out of your job body, but also feel the energy flowing through your body. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, but yeah, that's, that's what it is for me. I think a lot of people can definitely identify with that. Um, I think for me, (laughs) I do have a lot of tabs physically right now and in my mind open. And I will say, you know, before in my Reiki practice, I was grounding people first and meditate and doing a meditation beforehand. And now I think since probably May or maybe even August of this year, I kind of don't do that anymore. And what I do is I do the meditation Mm. during the, the Reiki. But what has happened now, I don't get as many visions because I'm I'm in this flow of channeling, you know, where I'm supposed to put them and doing all this meditation stuff. So now I do half of it where I'm putting them into a medita- meditative state while I'm working on the first seven chakras. And then what, as I'm working on the lower extremities, I then am mm-hmm. a little bit more quiet so that I can lean into more of that visualization and it does tend to be a little bit more peaceful. Like you said, there is this vibration that's even more powerful and it's actually very different for every client. It's it's very interesting mm-hmm. how that works out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm inspired to offer that to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would definitely do it even if it's not a hypnosis right. person, maybe a meditation that's a little bit different, right? Um, yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, in playing around with your practice and experimenting on Mm -hmm. what works for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what, what are some of the benefits of hypnosis and what are some of the reasons why people decide to use hypnosis? So there's a lot of really surprising benefits to hypnosis. Um, you know, some of the number ones, I'll kind of go through that. Um, so trouble sleeping, insomnia and sleepwalking, which is interesting. I actually, someone in my class, she had a client, um, and they were sleepwalking and since, um, they've been working together this person has ceased to sleepwalk. So that's great. Uh, yeah. And, you know, for me, even using hypnosis, like I've had trouble falling asleep, but if you're listening to a hypnosis tape as you fall asleep, it doesn't even have to be about, you know, the, the, the suggestions don't even have to be geared towards, um, insomnia, but it can just the natural rhythm and the progression can help, help somebody fall asleep. Another one, um, which I think we all have basically is anxiety (laughs) can help with that. You know, um, it can, another one is, which is surprising is, uh, IBS symptoms, uh, gut issues, chronic pain. That can be, that can be a good, uh, a nice way to manage that. Um, smoking, smoking, weight loss. Um, I have personally experienced that. Um, so I'll get into that later. Uh, another one that I just learned about, um, but I haven't experienced or done it with a client yet is, uh, fertility issues. So paired with when you're doing, um, like, uh, IVF treatment. So, you know, um, kind of rewiring those subconscious beliefs about getting pregnant and like, it is safe for my body to be pregnant and, um, you know, opening up those channels, especially, you know, as women, if, you know, we told our bodies for, you know. 35 years, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. Now we're saying get pregnant. It's nice to have (laughs) a hypnosis to help with that. And, um, one of the fun ones, which I'm, I'm interested in possibly learning down the future is a hypnosis with birthing pain. So not a doula, but someone who is a, uh, you actually need two people to do this for, um, for when someone is in labor, but you have, cause you trade off, um, but you help the person with managing pain and breathing and keeping them in kind of a relaxed state and a lot of suggestions around like, allow your body to continue to do what it needs to do. You know, you, you're doing, you know, it's stuff like that. Um, and, um, it, and I think it's, you know, really a mystery to people what hypnosis is actually doing, but really it's just a way to relax and, you know, setting aside that conscious mind and ego it's 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 still aware but it's kind of off to the side so you're having time to activate the subconscious mind and um it's it's different from meditation but it's they basically are two different ways to kind of get to a similar path um where hypnosis includes Mm -hmm. uh suggestions i mean meditation can but hypnosis is generally more direct about it. And then it can have suggestions that are post-hypnotic suggestions to achieve goals. So like, for example, if you, um, perhaps if I say, and every time you see a white flower, you'll be reminded of how amazing you are, or, you know, that you are doing great on X, Y, Z, or something like along those lines. So when you're not listening to uh, the hypnosis then, you know, and you see these things in real life, it's kind of like, oh, okay, yes, I'm reminded that, you know, 
I'm amazing or whatever your goal is, you know? So I just like to relate it to, you know, every time you see a certain type of car, you're like, oh yeah, that reminds me of my ex-boyfriend because he used to drive that car, but like in a positive way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's so many benefits. I mean, it really just, you know, it depends on the goal of the client. Yeah, I love that. One of the things that was really surprising when I was going through my grad school program is uh, hypnosis can actually help reduce uh, symptoms of dementia. And I was especially, especially interested in that because there's history of dementia in my family, Um, along with um, the IBS that you had, uh, that you had mentioned because I have IBS. So that's super cool that you can... um, you can control some of those those symptoms, or even have it go away completely through hypnosis. Um, some some of the other ones that were really surprising to me that I think could help a lot of our listeners is it could actually eliminate, uh, or you can reduce uh, the being uncomfortable with some of the skin conditions like mm. warts or psoriasis. Um, and then this one's my favorite because I'm so against big pharma and just over the counter pills that, um, hypnosis can also manage certain symptoms Mm, of ADHD. That is cool. That's cool. Yeah. Apparently back in the day, dentists were trained in hypnosis because before they were able to numb somebody's mouth, they would get you in hypnotic have you numb your hand and transfer that numbness all the way up into your mouth so that your mouth um, would be numb. And so um, my teacher told me she actually had one dentist take her, her course because his father was also a dentist. And so it was, that was fun to learn about. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you can definitely control uh, dental procedure pain um, through it. That's That's cool that dentists were trained in Mm -hmm. hypnosis the things that go away Hmm. though Hmm. let's bring it back right (laughs) (laughs) um so tell us about uh the major difference between doing hypnosis for weight loss for example um versus doing one for a past life regression absolutely so the major difference of course would be the client's goals and i think if the client is responding or not so in a regular quote, regular hypnosis session, uh, the practitioner is speaking and taking you deeper and, and giving you your subconscious suggestions with the case of a past life, the practitioner would eventually ask questions and the client would respond. So a past life is really regression is really defined as moving backwards through time into memories, experiences, you know, awareness of a previous existence where hypnosis is really more of an awareness of the suggestions, but you aren't really moving necessarily anywhere. And um, with running with that same example of weight loss, you know, it's, it's on the surface of physical healing that that would take place. However, I think it's really important for the practitioner to help the client get to, you know, the root cause or the core belief, you know, if you can, because like for me, for example, it was pretty layered, um, as somebody who, you know, was using hypnosis for weight loss. Um, so like for me, my first like layer of that was really 
self-image and self-love. And so working through that type of hypnosis to like, okay, I need to actually tell my body that I, I love my body. I enjoy being with my body, you know, and making it a safe place. And then, uh, then there was like another layer underneath that, which was, uh, more about, um, stress for me. And then on another layer under that was consistency. So, um, for me, it, you know, that's, that's what it was, but, you know, I don't think those, even that though, with weight loss, you can't even rule out if it's a, a past life thing too, because, you know, there's always a possibility that you starved in a past life. And now you've kind of brought that on like, Hey, I can't, I'm going to die if I don't make sure I, you know, keep my, my resources up or, you know, maybe the issue of not, you know, getting enough sleep could relate to past life, which affects your weight. Like there's so many things that are intricate. Um, and you obviously can't rule out early age events connected to weight and physical, you know, that physical manifested of that. Like for me, for example, like I look very different from my mother. She's like a tiny petite woman and like I'm curvy and curvaceous. And I've been that way since like 13. And so even if I never heard anything negative about my body, the fact that like physically I could just look and be like, oh, like I look different. Right. And that, that can, can be something that hypnosis can help undercover, you know, that inner child, you know, shame or sadness and, and help kind of have a healthier image about your body before, you know, you tackle the, the problem. So, um, you know, uh, but as far as like past life regression, when somebody wants to do that, it doesn't have to be related to a physical thing. It can be just an interest in wanting to understand some of these, your purpose or your lessons in life. Um, it could be understanding a deeper reason of like why you have certain relationships or why you're not in perfect harmony with every member of your family. (laughs) And, um, you know, just kind of wanting to understand the patterns maybe you have and get to the root of those, or maybe you want to know more about your gifts um, and, or maybe you want to tap into a lifetime where you had those gifts even amplified and, or just like a general interest and curiosity, of getting to know your guides and your higher self. So at the end of the day, between hypnosis and past life, it's, um, the goals that make them different, but both can address physical concerns, um, you know, mental, emotional, and spiritual concerns. Amazing. I love that you can tailor each um, session with, with a client and also dive deeper into limiting beliefs. And, you know, humans are just so complex. It, it could be any, anywhere on that broad spectrum that you just, uh, described. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm not really a believer of like, I'm going to listen to one hypnosis tape and then like lose 50 pounds. (laughs) I, you know, I'm sure there's like an outlier somewhere, but for me personally, like I just sometimes, stuff like that. If it's been around for a long time, whatever it may be, there's usually multiple layers to get through. Yeah, absolutely. What can a client expect from their first session? Um, so before a session, we would have a discussion about what your goal is or your like issue, the reason why you've reached out. And then, um, you know, if you have any questions about hypnosis itself, 
Um, and then from there, depending on which way we're going to go, but uh, I would ask you about what is a safe place to you? What is a place that you feel really comfortable and it could be real or imaginary. It could be a place you go when you meditate. It could be a place in real life. Um, and we want to establish that because if we end up doing past life and things get emotional as they can be, we want to be able to go back into, we don't want to, you know, be re-traumatized or, you know, anything like that. So we want to have a place where we can go back to safe place, you know, and do some healing there and, and feel relaxed and safe there. Um, and then for the hypnosis session itself, typically if it's a hypnosis session, we would just focus on, uh, one objective. Usually, uh, I would do what feels like kind of like a guided meditation, a guided journey. Um, and then we would kind of go into progressive relaxation with different deepeners, um, and just kind of have a nice pacing. And I would just continue to suggest different ways to help you relax. Um, you kind of have to be a little bit creative with it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, um, and then I would do maybe a depth depth assessment on it there, you just to kind of see how deep you are. Um, so, uh, basically how, how soft is your face? You know, if somebody still has their eyebrows furrowed and, um, they're probably not as relaxed as we need to be <laughs> to do hypnosis. So we'll just continue to do that. And, you know, sometimes some people it's harder to relax than others, um, so, you know, kind of have to do that. I, I'm one of those people sometimes and, uh, just do nice, gentle, gentle way, ways of relaxing. And, you know, people really take themselves into it. I'm just kind of guiding them and they're the ones who kind of decide to follow. Um, and then from there we would go into safe place or address the goal or go into, uh, early age regression or past life regression. And then, um, I would typically record the session and then people can listen to it again. Um, yeah, but basically the breakdown of a hypnosis session looks something like progressive relaxation, deepeners, um, more deepeners. And then the middle part is either hypnosis or early age regression or past life regression. And then we would have reinforcements and then emergence where you would uh, essentially come back out and we'll do that in a nice way. So you don't, feel like, oh, I'm just like, you know, I was really deep and, you know, so try to, when we emerge, we kind of reinforce like you're going to feel really good and wide awake and you're not going to be tired um, or anything like that. So tell us a little bit about your training experience. What was it like and why did you decide to go with Virginia? So the training has been amazing and um, I chose the Rose Heart Center with Virginia um, because I actually, I found her through the Michael Newton website. So there's certain practitioners and, um, and businesses that are, um, they're pre-approved by the Michael Newton Institute, because if you end up wanting to do the Michael Newton Institute and get life between lives certified, you do have to do several things. Like you have to have a minimum of 200 uh, formal hypnotherapy education encompassing age regression and you have to you know have a minimum of two years of experience as a certified hypnotherapy practitioner um, and so that was the main reason why I chose Virginia I also you know read through her bio and looked through everything that really resonated with me and hers was actually 
probably the most intensive one as far as hours go, but I have found that I'm a learn by doing person. And so, you know, she definitely has a great pacing where, you know, she'll do an intro and she'll, you know, she'll give through the history and the background of, of everything. And then, and then she'll, she'll show the group or she'll do a, um, an example um, for everybody. And um, then we practice on each other. So I, I practice on every single person. <laughs> in my uh training course. so we've all gotten really close because we've all learned about each other's stuff <laughs> so I think the hardest part about it is like oh yeah I gotta show up and get get myself healed too like uh, you know uh so that but that has been it's been a good experience it's been really great that's great that uh you guys go through uh practicing hypnosis with each other and healing your own stuff because that's what I find in some of these communities that I'm in where there are people that are wanting to be healers, wanting to uh, practice some of these modalities, but they haven't taken the time to go and heal themselves. They haven't taken the time to do the work themselves. Yes, they're doing the work to get certified, but what about the work that you need to do inside of yourself and within your inner child, within your past experiences that will allow you to even be uh, a deeper healer and somebody that can really uh, hold space for people without getting sick yourself, mm -hmm. without taking on emotions, without having it affect you as a person, but still be able to hold that space for others. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean even having to get to experience it. So, you know what it's like, like, how are you going to be able to give anyone advice or validate them or help with something? If you've, you've only been through it maybe once, you know, or not at all. Like, yeah. So, um, that was really cool. And, um, you know, it was, it definitely taught me a lot to be able to practice and, and also gave me confidence. Cause I was like, Oh, look at me. I can, I can take people to their past lives. That's great. And, you know, I actually experienced a past life regression, um, with Virginia. She used me as an example and that was trippy and that was cool. Uh, I was, it was like crazy. I knew what year it was. I like knew my name and like, I knew where I was and it was just, you know, it was like little flashes of things, but it was also like sort of physical too. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like for me, I actually went right into the day I was dying and then Virginia was like, ah, let's back up. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe I'll get into that another time, but it, yeah, it was, um, it's, it's been such a wonderful experience and being able to learn everything and like, she also goes over, you know, how to start your own business as, you know, which are definitely tools you may need. And, you know, whether that's like, you know, having a, a, a business name and, you know, what kind of classes are going to, you're going to teach. She even has us do an exercise of like, okay, let's all brainstorm on, you know, what are the things you like to teach and you're passionate about? Is she definitely way better than I'm repeating it right now, but, you know, coming up with, other things that we can blend with hypnosis, um, you know, and kind of talked about pricing, like everything. So, you know, can't speak high enough of my experience there. Amazing. 
Really good stuff. Um, so what advice do you have for someone that wants to try hypnosis? And also on the flip side, what advice do you have for those that want to train in hypnosis? Well, I would say, first of all, if you're curious, you should explore that, you know, follow something that you're curious about. Um, of course, like I always say, when you're trying something, try to be a little bit picky about who you choose because I think there's a lot of people running around there just saying like, I'm a hypnotherapist with like no training. And I actually call myself a certified consulting hypnotist because I am not a mental health practitioner. And there are certain states where you cannot call yourself anything hair therapist unless you are a mental health practitioner. So I figure it's just easier just to, I don't think that's affected in the state I am, but I, I want to be able to work with everybody in all states. Um, so somebody who actually knows that kind of stuff is probably helpful um, when you're looking to try hypnosis um, and then see maybe if they have any free material that you can listen to. So you can see if you enjoy the sound of their voice and their pacing before paying a hundred dollars a session or whatever. So important. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you're like, Oh, I really don't like that. Then that's yeah. Um, so I offer hypnosis for various, uh, issues. Uh, there's some things I, I don't do like smoking at the, at this time. Cause that is an intensive program that I'm just, I don't feel comfortable in yet. Um, but you know, uh, other issues, um, you know, and, and if you have that, I can refer you to someone else. I actually do know, um, a couple people who do that, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, anything regarding self-image, overcoming a fear, unwanted habits, um, you know, for, for regular hypnosis. I also offer early age regression. So age regression is reliving um, past events, which may have been forgotten from very early age. So we go back and kind of relive those in the present tense, you know, like I am five, this is what I see. Um, and early age regression can be helpful for understanding where some of your core beliefs are no longer serving you. Um, and it's really helpful to understand and see things from the adult perspective. I've had some amazing um, healing moments with some of my clients so far, as far as that being like, oh, this is what I thought it was as a child. But I went back and realized that that was an accident my, that or that was like not my mother or father's intent. Like, and that can be like really healing moment for some people. Um, so for releasing, for forgiving, um, you know stuff like that. Um, I also offer womb regression, which is when our bodies start developing memories actually when we're in the womb and womb regression, you can explore when your your soul first made contact with your body. And it can be helpful for understanding your relationship with your body, how you feel about it, uh, your relationship with your birth mother and father. Um, it can help answer maybe core lessons or purpose that you we're trying to accomplish in this lifetime. I mean, you can explore all kinds of things. I had a client once that <clears throat> had always heard from her mother that she was a twin, but the other twin was lost and she was able to confirm, yes, there was a twin, but that was more of your mother's story. That's not really, you know, you're not, that doesn't really affect you. Like that's kind of her thing to deal with. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Cause she, she, you know, maybe had some guilt of like, oh, what happened to, Anyways, but so that's one of the things I offer. And then lastly, of course, I offer um, past life regression, which I've kind of gone over, you know, uh, there's so many reasons why somebody would 
do a past life regression. Um, regarding training, there's a lot of training out there. Um, I would recommend checking out professional organizations for hypnosis, uh, such as IBART, which is I-B-R-T, which is the uh, independent certifying board uh, for past life regression therapist practitioners, past life researchers, and training programs in regression therapy. Also want to check out the National Guild of Hypnosis, hypnotists, I'm sorry, uh, NGIH.net for training programs. And then of course, I highly recommend uh, Virginia Waldron at the Rose Heart Center. Um, so, and she'll be on uh, shortly here. So, you, you know, of course you just want to be properly trained um, so that you can be the best for your clients. So you can be, bring your best self there and you can, you know, you just don't want to make things worse for people, right? <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> I feel you want to make things better. Um, so, you know, having the, and having the confidence to do that and having the, the proper training is super important. I feel really, really confident after that, um, you know, completely turning my career around from, you know, doing IT and program management, you know, for almost 10 years. So now doing uh, hypnosis is totally different. And, but I feel like, wow, I am just as good at this, if not better. So, and that is all because of the training and because of the confidence it's brought me. So, uh, highly recommend, of course, um, you know, there's always programs you can buy that are online that are just, you know, you just watch some videos and, and that can be helpful too, but I personally have really enjoyed the in-person and, you know, meeting and, and, you know, bouncing off things off each other and, and working in person. I just, I think that's the best. Person. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that knowledge. And I am looking forward to having Virginia on and continuing this discussion. Until next time, I hope everyone has a beautiful week. Don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on uh, Beyond Meditation Podcast uh, Instagram. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.